It's been a long week without real baseball, but tonight the Mariners return to the field for a three-game series at home with the Tigers. The thoughts on that, three notable promotions in the minors, and the possibility of trading for Rays second baseman Brandon Lau. Coming up, Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Friday, July 14th, 2023. This is Tiding Gonzalez and Colby Patnett for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description. Of this episode and on this episode we'll be talking about the mariners upcoming three game series with the tigers and our latest trade today but first we actually have some minor league news uh three mariners prospects getting promoted which comes as no surprise after the draft mariners are adding 22 players to their organization there's some opportunity here for guys to uh to get bumped out of uh the lower levels and then to uh and so the next step of their professional baseball playing careers. So Cole Young and Gabriel Gonzalez, they're both heading to high A Everett after great starts to the year in low A. And Alberto Rodriguez is heading to double A finally after like a season in the three quarters of time in, in high A. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been, been a while. while. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, so Colby, how uh, or which which one of these call ups are you most intrigued by? Uh, probably Rodriguez to double A just because, you know, he had tremendous success this year uh, so far. And he's kind of resurrected his baseball prospect status. Um, you know, I think coming into the year, we both kind of barely had him in our top 30. Uh, and we're prepared to move him out uh, after a really bad uh, 2022 season. Uh, but he came out and, and he's absolutely crushed it. Um, and the bat looks legitimate. It looks like he could be, you know, a top 20 profile, even after the Mariners have infused even more talent into their system. Uh, but because he's repeating the level, you know, it, 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 there's a little asterisk next to his stats. So moving up to double A, we'll see if he can continue to put up similar numbers to see if we can, he can continue to, you know, just look the part and look like a major league hitter. Um, and if he can do that the rest of this year, there's a non-zero chance that he's going to go into spring training with an outside shot to make the big league roster um, at the very least put himself squarely in like prospect status instead of just org depth, which is what it looked like he might've been heading into this year. So uh, yeah, that one's the most intriguing to me that that's the one where I think tracking the numbers and all that stuff actually makes the most sense. Mm. Um, you know, if you're in the Pacific Northwest, Cole Young and, and Gonzalez are certainly more fun because they're going to be more accessible uh, to you and, and you can go see them. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, but if they struggle a little bit or whatever, it doesn't really do anything to their prospect status. They're still teenagers. You know, they're, they're having a really good year down in Modesto. So they go up and, and they crush it. Cool. There's still a really good shot that they start next year back at Everett. Mm-hmm. Um, and 2024 is still kind of a pipe dream. Uh, for either of them to make their debuts. But if Rodriguez goes up and he crushes it, 2024 is very much on the table. Um, and, you know, Rodriguez is a really intriguing uh, fit uh, for T-Mobile Park and what the Mariners are trying to do with their lineup. So I'm probably going to be tracking Rodriguez the most, 
but Mm -hmm. you know, obviously it's a lot more fun when a guy goes to goes from Modesto to Everett because it's just easier to watch them uh, because they're in some of your backyards, not mine, but (laughs) (laughs) I lost my chance to see those guys when the Yakima bears moved to Mm. Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on the uh, Rodriguez call. You know, he's still 22 years old. Lefty bat who's hitting for more power than he ever has. Um, the strikeouts are down this year as well. 21.4%, uh, 9.6% walk rate as well. 306, 393, 580 slash line and high A, 154 WRC plus. Obviously, he's you know repeating the level, but still, those are good developments that you're seeing. And again, at, at his age, he's he's more than on track right now. He's not like too old for high A. And that's yeah, he's not 24. Yeah, you know, taking advantage of nineteen-year-old pitchers. Yeah. So, yeah, this is uh this is really interesting for him. So, you know, look, the last time he got a call up, it was a rough time for him. You know, he went from low A to high A. Uh, he struggled in those seven games that he played at the end of twenty twenty one. Came back in twenty twenty two. He was fine. He was like league average though, and that's not what you want to see. Right. No, you don't want to see league average production at that level from, you know, a guy that you considered it for a time to be a top 20 prospect in your system. Yeah. So. And he's bat. He's bat only, really. Right. Um, that's right. where he's going to get most of his value from. So he has to be better than league yeah. average. Yeah. You can put him in a corner. He'll be fine there, but he's okay. not. Won't kill yeah. you, but yeah, he's not above average or anything like that. He's yeah. average the, at best with the glove. Yeah. The bat has to compensate for the glove, yeah. kind of like Teoscar where he has to be that much better of a hitter because the defense will drag his value down a little bit. Of course, Rodriguez uh, acquired in the Taiwan Walker deal with the Toronto Blue Jays a couple years back. Um, Cole Young, of course, the first round draft pick of the Mariners last year. Gabby Gonzalez, a recent international signing. Uh, So good news for all three of these guys. Congratulations to them on their promotions. Looking forward to seeing what they do. Uh, And you guys can keep track of them. Uh, this is not an ad, but if you have an MLB TV subscription, uh, you can now watch minor league games as part of your uh, subscription at no additional cost. So if you want to watch these guys, you have access to do so if you have MLB TV. Uh, you can also keep track of their numbers, et cetera, on fan graphs. Uh, I know someone in the comments asked us where we're able to uh, see minor league numbers and all that. So fan graphs, baseball reference, you can find all the mm-hmm. minor leaguers numbers uh, on those MILB.com. websites. MILB.com. Even that, though that's yeah. very limited, I would recommend going to Fangraphs. Or yeah, Fangraphs will give you the ratios and stuff like that, the yeah. walk rates, the strikeout, like the stuff that really matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I would just say, you know, follow Mariners Miners on Twitter. Um, yep. They post a lot of videos and they post box scores of pretty much every single game. So it's a, it's a really good follow and it's worth your time. So, yeah, lots of ways to track these guys. Yeah, that's at M-I-L-B Mariners on Twitter. So give them a follow. They're great. They post clips from the games. They post box scores, like Colby said. They live tweet all the games. So I don't know how they're able to do that, especially when all these games are going on at once. But uh, good for them. Good for them. All right. Uh, We're going to be talking about the Mariners' upcoming series with the Tigers, which starts tonight. The Mariners are back, baby. Really excited. Uh, It's been a long 
four days without them. So glad that they're back and uh, glad we're going to be watching some baseball tonight at T-Mobile Park. Uh, first, though, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And that's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories head on over to ebay motors with the ebay guaranteed fit you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. ebaymotors.com, let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. So the Mariners are back tonight. You can catch all the action on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. Uh, so, Colby, Luis Castillo taking the bump for the Mariners tonight. I got George Kirby tomorrow. We'll see uh, how they order their rotation the rest of the way. They haven't officially announced that, but I would assume Logan Gilbert is going to be starting Sunday's game. Uh, so what are your thoughts heading into the series? Yeah. Um, you know, it exists pretty much um they're playing another professional team who's uh pretty bad pretty bad they're pretty bad let's just eh, say i mean you do have to face eduardo rodriguez i think this is his first start coming off the il yeah um so you know we'll see how long uh rodriguez can can stick it out the offense in detroit is is awful um they can pitch a little bit but yeah overall it's not a very good team we've already seen them once um it's a series the Mariners should and really need to win. Uh, a sweep would be great, obviously. But again, you, my stance in general is like you can't count on sweeps ever. So, uh, you know, these are professionals. Somebody, you know, Cassio could go out there and give up seven runs in four innings and, and you lose seven to four. It doesn't mean, you know, you can't have a good series if you win the next two. So. Yeah, I think you need to win the series. Uh, you just want to keep on playing good ball. You know, you ran, you went into the break winning seven of nine. You just you won three series in a row. You didn't sweep anybody, um, and that's totally fine. So, you have a chance here. You get uh, Detroit, Minnesota, and then I think Toronto, then Minnesota again. Uh, I think mm-hmm. is how it shakes out. You have a shot here to, you know, stack some series wins against mediocre AL Central teams. Uh, and then you have the, the big blue Jay series sandwiched in there. So yeah, tonight, you know, hopefully Castillo has his good control. He's able to stay out of the middle of the plate, uh, not give up any or too many home runs, uh, especially to this lineup. Uh, so yeah, you know, hopefully you, you go out tonight, you win, uh, a win on game one always makes the, the weekend easier. Um, it, it makes game two less urgent. You can kind of take a few more risk with your bullpen and stuff like that. And, and so, you know, tonight would be big, but Rodriguez is a tough customer. Um, we know the Mariners struggles against lefties. Um, well, pretty much anybody, not for the last month, but you know, overall it hasn't been great. So yeah, I, I hope they, they score some runs early. I hope that they uh, can get Rodriguez's pitch count up, get to that Tigers bullpen and hopefully Castillo does what he should to a pretty mediocre lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's Riley green and you know, a whole lot of, eh, so hopefully the uh, the Mariners can uh, 
take care of business and then, you know, just find a way to win two, two or three. And if they can get the sweep, fantastic. But you got to win the series. You got to take at least two or three. Yeah, nothing groundbreaking to to really say about this series. It's no, you know, it's the usual. Pitch well, get the timely hits. You mm-hmm. should be good to go. Um, Play your solid defense. Yeah, stay healthy. I would like to see you know a couple of the Mariners hitters you know get out to a hot start coming out of the break at least. You know, see if uh, sure. Kelnick can uh, get hot again. You know, see if Gino can stay hot. Um, Teo, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, sure. We so. talked about Kelnick yesterday on our Patreon show, which. Yeah. We got a lot of new uh, new free trials, uh, which I assume is mostly you guys. So I hope you enjoyed yesterday's show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we kind of dove in on what was it? Was it yesterday's show or was it more Tuesday's show? About we Kelnick? Talked, yeah. It was yesterday, It was yesterday, right? it was yeah. yesterday yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you guys want to go listen to that for free, go ahead. But basically, Ty and I are a little confused as to how Kelnick has been so bad uh, this mm-hmm. month because we both were watching him and we're like, Hey, he looks like he's turning it around, but the numbers don't back it up really at all. So Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see, you know, I think we got to the bottom of it or at least, you know, a good portion of it. So we'll see if he can make uh, that adjustment. We did see him in the Houston series kind of eliminate the leg kick. So it does look like he's trying a few different things right now. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Kalnick being, you know, I mean, he doesn't even have to be April Kalnick. If Kalnick is just like a, a 110 WRC plus bat the rest of the way, yeah, it's a huge weight off of your shoulders, particularly because he's still handling lefties just fine. So yeah, um, and we yeah. saw we saw some promising numbers in the uh, batted ball data. We, we you know he's hitting oh, yeah. the ball hard. He's barreling he the, hits ball the ball. Right now. He like, you know when he hits the ball, he's an elite player. But, yeah, but like I told problem. And like I told you yesterday, though, even though that he's been really, I mean, numbers wise, dreadful since April he's at least been able to contribute still here and there. There's been, you know, the, the occasional hustle double, there's the big stolen base. There's a sure. big walk. Um, so he needed a little more often though. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And definitely, you know, Kelnick is, isn't, you don't want to put too much pressure on the guy because he is still just 22 and 23, 22, whatever. He's a young guy. Right. And, and this year has been a major yep. step forward for him. So, you don't want to, you know, ask too much from him, but if you could just be a little bit better, just take a little bit of the pressure off of Julio, a little bit of the pressure off of JP, um, you know, and, and Gino and, and Teo, the guys who are performing right now, uh, it, you know, lengthens lineup and, and it's one less thing you have to worry about at the deadline. So uh, Kalnick to me is, is uh, look, the key to the second half in general is Julio Rodriguez always has been, always will be. He's your best player. He has to play yeah. better. If Kelnick could even just, you know, be average for the rest of the year, just an average league average bat, it makes that lineup so much longer, so much deeper. And then we'll see what you get from Mike Ford, see if he can continue to stay hot and see if Colton Wong and, and Jose Caballero can continue to just kind of keep second base afloat, uh, you know, for a while. And, and then we'll see what happens with Jerry. But yeah, you'd like to see those guys get off to hot starts. But tonight against the lefty, I, I, I'd like to see Kelnick uh, get a couple knocks tonight and just kind of, get the ball rolling a little bit for sure. Well, let's talk about someone else who could potentially lengthen this Mariners lineup around the trade deadline. That's Brandon Lau, second baseman of the Tampa Bay Rays. We're going to be talking about him for our trade today in just a moment. But first a reminder, this episode of the locked on Mariners podcast is brought to you by bird dogs. I hate shopping for summer clothes. I just want to be comfortable, no matter if I'm at the ballpark, back at home, recording an episode of locked on M's. Oftentimes though, I find myself settling for clothes. that feel cheap tight and restricting and i know it's gross but it makes me sweat in all the wrong places i know i know 
Thankfully, Bird Dogs has me, and therefore you and Colby, covered. Their wide selection of insanely comfortable shorts, joggers, sweatpants, polos, and more have me ready for any occasion the summer throws my way. I mean, who doesn't love stretchy fabric and built-in underwear? It's time to look good, feel good, and play good this summer. Go to birddogs.com slash MLB for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. Yeah, just like this one. Look at it. It's keeping me hydrated while doing the show. That's birddogs.com slash MLB for a free Yeti-style tumbler. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, you can catch the Mariners and the Tigers tonight on the Mariners' hometown broadcast, Sirius XM via the SXM app. Uh, so, Colby, let's talk about Brandon Lau. I feel like the Mariners are going to make a trade of some kind with the Rays before this deadline is over and done with. Brandon Lau is a guy that we've talked about a lot over the last year and a half, two years. So, what do you think? Do you think Lau is available from a Rays team that is currently the best in the American League? And what do you think it would cost? Yeah, I don't know if he's available or not. Uh, but I don't think anybody on the Rays is ever truly unavailable, if that makes sense. Good point. Uh, yeah, it's a team that, you know, kind of, uh, you know, they're not afraid to to trade an arbitrage, right? They're they're looking to sell something of value they have for something of value they don't have, and they'll make trades like that often. Um, you know, they'll also just make tra- sideways trades where they add a prospect that they like a little bit better than the one they give up. So, the Rays are always open to anything. Uh, what makes Lau pretty interesting is that the team's been pretty good, you know, essentially without him uh, this yeah. year, and and they do have other options to play second base uh, that have worked out just fine. You know, they have, they have Taylor walls, for example, and then they have uh, down in the minors, they have Bruhan and, and they have these other guys who can play this position. Uh, and really they have, they haven't really skipped a beat. Lau hasn't been very good this year and he wasn't all that great last year. Uh, mm-hmm. And he has back issues. He has back issues or at least he has yeah. this year. So there are a lot of, you know, interesting factors here that make Lau, probably more available than a guy with his contract and his ceiling would be for a team like the Rays who do have a tight budget. So is he available? I think he probably is. Is he available at a price that makes sense for Seattle considering his back issues and his poor performance over the last couple of years? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I do know Tampa Bay needs bullpen help. I do know the Mariners do have some excess bullpen arms. Um, would it cost Paul Seawall? Maybe. Would it cost Justin Topa and Gabe Spire? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, could they? Could the Rays just trade him for prospects because they don't see a fit for him on this club anymore? And Maybe. non forty man prospects, not you know guys that won't have sure. to be added to the forty man this this winter, because um, mm-hmm. that's always a big deal with them. Um, yeah. I think Seawall's a little too rich for me on, on Lau because I, I I feel like you're essentially paying. Like if you're you're giving up Seawald, you you're more or less paying for the guy that he was like two years ago rather than the guy that he's been the last two years, which is often hurt and roughly a league average bat with poor defense. He's not a good second baseman. I think he was fourth and outs above average two years ago. I think he's like uh I think he's a little bit better this year, but last year he was also really low. Um he hasn't been good defensively for most of his career. So yeah, not a train wreck though. 
but still you're essentially we're, buying the bat here sure but we're not talking about ty france at second base no no or and not even you know colton wong he's last better year. than colton wong yeah yeah he's better than colton wong i just it's it's probably not a significant upgrade though is, is what i'm trying to get at here um yeah uh you know he's striking out a lot more than he has in his career uh this year 31.6 percent of the time he's also walking 12.6 percent of the time though so that balances out uh, but he's slashing 209 307 401 uh he's missed a, a good chunk of this year he only played 65 games last year he's only played over 100 games once in his entire career and that was his career year in 2021 so I don't know. For me, I, I think Seawald's a little bit too rich. I know the Rays need bullpen help if they're willing, you know, to to do Lau for a couple of mid, you know, leverage uh, relievers, you know, like a Topa and Spire or Topa and Festa or whatever. I'm I'm willing to entertain that. But for Seawald, especially if I'm competing this year, uh, still, it, like the Mariners have an endless supply of of mid leverage relievers, but. A high leverage reliever like Seawald is a little bit trickier to to replace. So I just I don't know yeah. if I'm if I'm into that idea. Yeah, um, you know, again, Lau Lau is so interesting because you know two years ago he had 39 home runs, yeah, as a second baseman. And by the way, he does have plenty of experience playing both third base and left field as well. So True. just a little bit of versatility. It's not great versatility, but you know, it's it's there. You can you can you know give some guys some days off, but Again, there are back issues here that you have to consider. There are there's an injury history here you have to consider. There is, you know, below average defense, I think it's pretty safe to say at second base they have to consider here. And there is a contract which, while it's not uh, you know, prohibitive uh to really yeah. any team in baseball, it's still not nothing. Like there's right. a little bit on on Lowe's contract that makes him a semi expensive risk. To put it nicely, so sure. yeah, Lowe's Lowe's inter- if if he was healthy, Lau, Low or Lau, Lau, it's Lau. Uh, I was Nathaniel Low, yeah. Brandon Lau, Josh okay. Low, yeah, sure, sure, right. Brandon Lau. Yeah, <laughs> there's one Lau, and, and everyone else is Low. I, um, I look at I look at just real quick. I look at Brandon Lau as a very similar opportunity to A. Eugenio Suarez. Suarez obviously had a longer track record before you know uh, they the Mariners traded for him than than Lau does, but. So I, I see that as like, well, again, this is dependent on how the Rays are valuing him, but I see him as a really nice buy low candidate who's been hurt lately, hasn't played up to his potential as of late, but has some really good years, just a couple of, you know, he's only a couple of years removed some, from some really good years. So, yeah, um, he's was his base salary this year is 8.75 million. So you'd owe him about three mm-hmm. if you acquired him uh for the rest of this year and then uh oh sorry sorry uh his base salary this year is 5.2 so you'd only owe him about 2 million yeah. uh next year it's 8.75 and then there are two club options uh for 25 and 26 they are worth 10 and a half and 11 and a half million dollars uh and there's only 1 million dollar buyout so again these are not prohibitive numbers it, it, you no. know for for allow to be worth 8.75 million he has to be one win one and a half wins Right. Um, above replacement level, that's something he's going to do if he plays a hundred games. So, again, this isn't prohibitive. It, it's not like the the Rays have to get this guy off of their roster because he's just eating away at it. They don't. They, at the end of the day, they owe him about eleven million guaranteed. So they don't have to trade him for the money. Yeah. Is it a nice bonus that they could do something with that money if they do trade him? Yeah, it it might be. So 
Uh, when you look at the Rays, though, their biggest weakness by far is pitching. They need bullpen help uh, pretty badly. Uh, are they willing to trade a second baseman who, you know, again, injury issues, performance issues, um, minor, minor contract issues? Are they willing to trade that for just, you know, because essentially, basically what we're asking is, are they willing to take the Willie Adamas package? Yeah. For which in the Mariner sense is probably honestly Topa and Hancock Topa and Baroa, like mm-hmm. because yeah. the, the Adamas trade was uh fire Eisen and Rasmussen and Rasmussen yeah. was not true Rasmussen at that point. He was just, yeah. you know, a bullpen guy more than likely, but he might be able to start. He was and, Drew Rasmussen, not Drew Rasmussen. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean to me, it's, it's kind of Emerson Hancock, like, um, where it's like, yeah, he, he probably w- would thrive as a bullpen, but maybe there's a tweak that you can make. And, and all of a sudden he's a really good starter. So I think for me, that's probably Topa and Hancock. Um, are you willing to do that for, for, uh, Brandon Lau? Maybe probably. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Um, but yeah. if they're, if they're talking Seawald, then I'm, I'm well, again, it's dependent on where I'm at. You know, am I mm-hmm. still thinking that I'm competing? Am I adding Brandon Lau to, you know, not just for the next couple of years, potentially, but for this year, you know, really? Like if I'm yeah. trying to up the floor and my and my ceiling this year, then I'm not trading Seawald. Um, That's right. You just, just trade Ty France for him. Right, right. Of course, I knew you were going to get that in here at some point. But uh, uh, <laughs> no, it, it's it's interesting. By the way, just quick side note here if you're thinking the rays won't trade with the mariners because they're both contenders they literally did that diego castillo they did that two years ago yeah (laughs) so yeah the rays are willing to trade anybody uh for the right price except for like wander franco and and mcclanahan they're not trading those guys but like yeah they'll trade anybody for the right price if they think that they get the better end of the deal and obviously you know they would be thinking that if they were trading lao so you remember there were prospects involved in that trade too. It wasn't a straight up thing. So yeah, the Rays can yeah. get creative. Marriage can get creative. And this is, might be one of those cases where a three team deal actually ends up making a ton of sense uh, yeah. for everybody. So we'll see. The, I told you this in the DMS, the Rays should trade for Otani now. Like I don't want them They're to, because I want, I want the eight, I want the angels to, you know, right. <laughs> to not get anything for Otani, get but, the draft pick and still screw that up. Yeah. 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 But uh, I would, you know, like just looking at the Rays roster, like yeah, they're probably not going to do it, especially with the money involved, because they still have to pay Otani like fifteen million dollars for the rest of the year if they acquired him, and that's yeah. a lot to the Tampa Bay Rays. So, um, but like just dude, if they added Otani to that roster, the Braves fast, are really good. I, I yeah, I really want to fast Braves, forward Braves to the world. Rays versus Braves World Series. Yeah, yeah. but uh, watch Mariners yeah. bounce the Rays in the divisional series. Heck yeah, that's right. Mariners own Otani confirmed. That's true. That is true. Um, which is another good reason for him to sign here. Right. He he won't have to face the Mariners. <laughs> um, I say that knowing that Otani has hit like 480 foot home runs against them. We, this we is why they the should have kept. Series. This is why they oh. should have kept Justice Sheffield in the organization. Yeah, that's what His I was going to say. One and only job is to get yeah, Otani out. That's that's what I was going to say. We get to the division series, and by God, that's Justice Sheffield's music. <laughs> Sliders away, baby. You guys don't get the joke if you're new here. Uh, Shohei Otani, one for 11 in his career against uh, Sheffield yeah. with six strikeouts. Justin Sheffield owns Shohei Otani. 
go figure by the way justice i hope you're feeling better is did he land with someone no he, he stepped away from baseball for a little bit i think he's taking a uh, mental health kind of break here so yeah uh, and he'll come back just in time for the Rays Mariners series in the ALDS. There's some random dude in the Mariners bullpen. I don't get like nobody even knows who like he's wearing a mask. I can't. And then, oh my god, it's Justice Sheffield. Bases loaded, two outs. Uh, the the, the, the lights turn out in T-Mobile Park. <laughs> Here comes Justice. <laughs> like the Undertaker. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, Lau, Lau is interesting to me. I'm still very much interested. I know the the downfalls of Brandon Lau, and they're yeah. a plenty, but it might be for those reasons that you're able to get him at a, at a cost that is um, very much reasonable for Seattle. And it could be the solution again, could be. Could. And the, this is where you have to trust the Mariners. You have to trust their medical staff. You have to trust their scouts, their analysts. You have to trust them on this. But Lau could be their answer to second base for the next few years. Uh, if they believe a, he can stay healthy and B they can kind of get him back to where he was a few years ago so yeah maybe just the process on this one but yeah Lau's interesting yeah maybe he's not capable of doing what he did in 2021 again but i still think there's a lot of upside there in brandon Lau. so can he hit 233 30 450 and be fringe oh. average defensively yeah because that's a massive upgrade over what you've gotten at second base really since cano yeah. left so yeah. i'm interested i'm in but Obviously, yeah, cost is, is going to dictate a lot here, but very much so. Yeah, I honestly, this feels like a three team deal, um, but we'll see. It's it's certainly not something the Mariners or uh, the Rays are going to shy away from. Right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and threads at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, you can catch the Mariners face the Tigers on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend, and we'll see you next time. Peace.